Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're tuning into another episode of 20 Tim Minutes. I am your host, Tim McCarthy. Today on the show, I have co-founders of the company, John's Crazy Socks, Mark and his son, John Cronin. At John's Crazy Socks, you can find more than 2,000 different style socks for purchase. John is a young and successful businessman with Down syndrome, who is the inspiration behind it all. Mark and John, how are you two doing? I'm pretty good. I feel feel alive. You feel alive? (laughs) That's good. I feel alive, too. I can feel your energy, John. That's what I needed today. I was a little bit tired. (laughs) You're bringing it today, huh, John? I did. Okay. Uh, I need it. Yeah, and you just brought it with me when we played Rock, Paper, Scissors before this. You came in on my show and beat me at my own game. Yes. You go do that, right? Mark, how are you doing today? Life is good. That is always great to hear. Now, John, quick question. What is the mission behind your company, John's Crazy Socks? Our mission is creating happiness. That's That's perfect. Pretty simple, right? Yes. Spreading happiness. Everything we do, we're asking, is this going to spread some happiness? Um, And we do it really in, in four ways. Um, inspiration and hope. Inspiration and hope. Uh, give it back. Find projects you can love and make it personal. So we sent you some socks. Yep. You saw what goes in every package? Uh, thank you, Arrow and Candy. Right. Every package gets a thank you note That's from right. John and Candy. Um, we're always looking for ways to connect with our customers. Um, and we do it a lot of ways. One of the fun things you do, we did one last night. What yeah. do we do on our way home? Oh, uh, yeah. Last night, I made a home delivery. So we've shipped to 80, I think it's 85 different countries now. Right. About 325,000 packages. Wow. But John still does home deliveries. If there's something between our office and our apartment, He's stopping the way home to knock on the door, right? I did. You like that? Yes, I did. So it's making it personal. It's it's really fun products that you can love, fun socks. So you mentioned we have over 2,000 socks. Here's a really cool thing. John here is now the owner of the world's largest sock store. That's no right. way. We have more socks than anybody else. You know, we're not out selling Walmart and Target, those, but we have more socks than anybody else. And part of what we have to do, right? So we have this social enterprise with the social mission and the business mission. And we got to have the goods, right? So you got to have great selection. Yep. Got to have great socks. Got to have great service. Absolutely. You know, we do better shipping than Amazon. If a package come, if an order comes in today, we're shipping it today. And Jeff Bezos, he's not putting a thank you note and candy in his packages, right, John? No. No. And then giving back, which is baked into everything we do. So we start by donating 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. And why the Special Olympics? Because I am better Olympics athlete. Yes, you are. So John's an athlete. We have several Special Olympic athletes working here. I've coached other people who have coached in the Special Olympics. Um, Plus, we have uh, a series of products that celebrate different causes and raise money for those causes, like our Down syndrome awareness socks, autism awareness socks. Um, We sponsor an autism can-do scholarship. 
And in fact, when we are done with this podcast, we are going to call this year's winner and let her know that she has won the $5,000 Autism Can Do Scholarship. That is amazing. John, look at what you're doing with with your company. Pretty cool. Take your family. And we we have a co-sponsor on that from up your neck of the woods, the Doug Flutie Jr. Uh, Foundation for Autism. Yeah, Doug Flutie's the man. Look at you. You're linking up with all the greats, John. Even if he went to BC, (laughs) instead of Holy Cross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, John, what sports did you play? Um, I played basketball, track and field, um, soccer, and snowshoe. Nice. And in fact, he's already training for snowshoe, right? Yes, I am. I've been training in the summertime, and they have uh, uh, two meets, uh, 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 one in a January, and and one in mid of February, and uh, I, I, I said, go up to the games. Um, I, I, we go up Queensbury, Queen uh, up to New York, uh, at that first set game. But it's, it's pretty cool that here he is, he and his teammates, training in the summer for yeah. these events that don't take place till next winter. That's dedication. Yeah, I, I'm really happy. So, I mean, here's another cool thing. Um, we send out the donation checks quarterly. So next week, we will send out this quarter's donation checks. And with that, John will have donated over $100,000 to the Special Olympics. Um, I love your laugh. I love your smile, John. That's great. I love it's that. very you love- cool to think yeah. that a Special Olympic athlete has done that, right? It is amazing. And then inspiration and hope. And that's all about showing what people with different abilities can do. So we start with John, right? You have yes. Down syndrome? I do. Okay. I have Down syndrome. Down syndrome never hold me back. No. And it's not like we say, okay, you go to the back of the bus. No, he's the face of the business. Yep. Right? Right. We hire people with different abilities, so more than half our workforce has a differing ability. And then we want to show the world. So we host school tours and we create videos all the time. We do podcasts like this and speaking engagements, right? And advocacy work. Um, We've testified twice before Congress. Uh, We've spoken at the United Nations. All standing up to show, look what people with differing abilities can do. Pretty cool, right, buddy? Pretty awesome. You are pretty cool. And you're pretty busy, John. Are you famous? You got this great business athlete. Do you sleep? No. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. <laughs> you sleep quite well, in fact. <laughs> now, Mark, I have a question for you because I, I, we're on the same page with this. When you say uh, different abilities instead of disabilities, what is your thoughts on that when people use the word disability? Because I'm against that word as well. We... We have a simple approach. We want to look at what people can do, not what they can't do. Exactly. And that's why we call it different abilities. We all have different strengths. Um, And if you use the term disabilities, and we'll wind up using it because, you know, that's what people are used to hearing. But then what you're doing is you're focusing on what somebody can't do, right? Um, Here's a, a way to think about it. There's a, 
an educational theorist at Harvard named Howard Gardner. And he has a theory of, of um, multiple intelligences. So in school, we measure two. We measure an analytical and a verbal. But in fact, there's a physical, there's a social, there's a management. So what he does, he's identified seven different intelligences. And he will do a portrait of a person in a bar chart. So you might be high in one area, low in another, um, but you are the combination of these things. So, you know, take John, for example. Uh, I think John probably has like 300 distinct intelligences. And some of them he's off the charts. And some of them he's low, you know. John doesn't do our financials. That's not his strength, right? But he has other strengths that will blow you away. You know? or, or another way to think about it. If I want to start a basketball team, even today, I want LeBron James on my team. I don't care what his SAT scores were. I'm not asking if he can do trigonometry or speak French. I want to know, can you play hoops? Yeah. Right? So differing abilities, and we think about it every way in our organization with everybody. What can you do really well? And I want to put you in a position to succeed. We want to play on your strengths. And, and we don't care about what you can't do. Does that make sense to you? Oh, that's per I love analogies, and you make it so much easier for me to, to learn about that in that way. So I love that. I like both analogies perfectly. You know, it's think about, you know, uh, we, we'll have to talk about those patriots. You know, Bill Belichick, <laughs> right? Do your job, but also what he's going to do, he's not going to ask you to do what you can't do. It's going to ask you to put you in a position to succeed. So who was it? Van Noyes, they played in Detroit. Wasn't really amounting to anything. It comes to the Patriots. They say, oh, well, you can't do what they were asking you to do, but you can do this. Yep. And now he's a star. So, John, you're the John, you're the Tom Brady marks the Bill Belichick. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I just don't want to be Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Adam Gase wants to be Adam Gase. <laughs> John, how was uh, how was high school for you? Do you like high school? I do. I, I love going to school. Yeah, he, you did love going to school. I remember uh, on a Monday morning, and it was summer school. He's going to a summer school program. It's Monday morning, and I have my other two boys in the car because I'm going to drop them off at their summer jobs, and nobody wants to be awake on a Monday morning. No. And we're sitting in the car, at the, our driveway at the time had a, it was on a hill, so at the bottom of the hill, and we're looking up at the top, and there's John, waiting for the bus, dancing. He's dancing and singing, and it's Monday morning, and his brothers look and say, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you like that, huh? I do. Now... What is the start behind this business, John, Mark? What what made you start doing crazy socks? What what was the uh, was it right out of high school that that you came up with this idea? Well, uh, he, um, well, let me lay the foundation, and we'll walk them through it. Okay. Okay. So, uh, you know, now there are things going really well, but that's not how it started. And you know, it's important, I think, for people to know that um, we were both in difficult situations. 
I was in a business that shut down overnight. So there I was, 58 years old, and needed an income. And I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm basically unemployable. You can't hire me. Um, so I was starting some new businesses. At the same time, John, where were you? I, 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 I'm in Budapest. Which school? I went to Huntington High School. Right. Now, in the United States, if you have a disability, you can stay in the school system until you either graduate or turn 21. So John was going to be turning 21. That would be his last year, which meant he had to figure out what came next. It's, it's sometimes known as the 21-year-old cliff. Because when you're in school, everything's right in front of you. But once school finishes, you're on your own and you're kind of floating out there. Yes. And in states like Massachusetts, Connecticut, New York, where there are a lot of services, you still have to figure out where things are. But in a lot of other states, there are no services. And what were you looking at doing? I, I, look, at, I look at job program in school. I don't like job, I don't like. Right. John had already worked for me in an office. He wanted meaningful work. And he didn't like what he saw, and that's an unfortunate reality. There aren't a lot of great choices for people with different abilities. But Johnny Boy here, he is a natural entrepreneur. He wasn't upset. He didn't see anything he liked, so he created his own job. And what'd you tell me? I said, I, I want to go to the abandoned with my dad. I, I want to have a nice father-son business together. Right? Which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, he's the youngest of three sons. And um, and this is one I can work with. <laughs> you know? um, but then we had to come up with an idea of what we were going to do. Right. What was the first thing you said? A fun store. A fun store. He'd walk around saying, we should open a fun store. I'd say, what would that be? He said, I don't know. It's just going to be a fun store. I like the idea. I like what the was idea. your next idea? A food truck. I have an idea from the movie Chef and John Farrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really need a movie. Um, the movie about a father and son buying over a food truck. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And we're thinking about what would that be like? What would we have to do? What could we make? Uh, but we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then, right before Thanksgiving in 2016, John had his eureka moment. I want to start crazy sauce. Why sauce is fun. Colorful, creative, always made BB me. Right, he had worn these crazy socks his whole life. We used to drive around looking for him. Um, so he had the idea, he had the name. I did. He, he was drawing websites, and we decided let's go test it. Um, and we went the lean startup route. We didn't stop with a business plan. We didn't do all those things. Yeah. We said, all right, we'll go test this. So we built a website, yeah, we got did. some inventory. We were bootstrapping. So you know, we had to make do with what we had. The only marketing we did was to set up a Facebook page. And I'd take out my cell phone and we'd make videos. And who was in the videos? 
I am. Right. What were you doing? I talked about sock. Even came up with a catchphrase. Sock, sock, more sock. Um, and what day did we open? We opened on Friday, December 9th, 2016. And one of the things we can share with you, because it's just us. So that all sounds great. What time were we going to open? Are we going to open um, at morning? Well, what happened? Website crashed. Website crashed. Because our web designer, that was me, oh, made no. a mistake. Um, and so what time did we open? At three, after, at three um, afternoon. But all seriousness, we share that because people got to know it doesn't matter how hard you work or how much you plan, some things will always go wrong. Yeah. And we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of students, and we want to make sure they understand. It's not will things go wrong, it's when. And you then have to figure out what are you going to do? How are you going to get by, right? So that's how we got started. Um, and we've been very fortunate with our growth and what we right. have to do, right? Yeah, I love the socks you guys gave me. And there's nothing better than a fresh pair of socks. I love crazy socks. So I'm glad we became friends, John. So these, I'm glad that I have these on my feet now. Well, this is part of it, right? It, we were thinking back then, and, and we didn't we didn't expect it to grow as fast and as large as it yeah, did. Yeah, you guys are doing great. But it, it, the thinking was simple. If John loved these socks this much, there got to be others. And we could find that tribe and connect to them, right? Right. And we have. I think what's good too, John, is a lot of people don't know what they want to do in life with their job. A lot of people find a job and they stick to it and they don't like it. You found something that you love and you can see that. And that's a great thing. You should be proud of yourself for that because not many people can learn that. Thank you. And I, I tell people all, uh, I tell people all, all the time, um, follow, uh, follow your heart, follow your dream. So you can do, work hard. <laughs> Pretty neat, huh? You like yeah. doing what you do? I love it. <laughs> love making people laugh, making people smile. You're making me smile, John. You're the best. I love it. And now you do dance parties too, right, with your company? Yes, I do. Um, every Tuesday, I host a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. here. Uh, um, I, I, everybody can dance on Zoom. Zoom. So, you know, that's an example, right? Yeah. We get hit with a pandemic. It was terrible for our business. We lost a lot of revenue and yeah. it was shaky. But uh, to paraphrase that Tom Hanks movie, there's no crying in business. You got to figure out what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing we had to figure out was how to make sure everybody would be safe. Then you, you figure out how do you adapt? So we moved our tours online. We moved our speaking engagements online. Um, and then you see what new opportunities does it create? So for us, right, we make socks. What could we do? Well, we made healthcare superhero socks to say thank you to the frontline healthcare workers. And those have raised over $50,000 for frontline workers, right? People were all kind of huddled at home and shared, what could we do? John loves to dance. Right. He started a dance party, a weekly online dance party. 
We now do twice a week, we do a Facebook live show, which has reached as many as 40,000 people. Wow. And we're not, we weren't talking about the pandemic. We're not giving cures. We're not, we're just spreading a little happiness, talking about what's going on, telling some jokes. Right. Some of the jokes are even funny. <laughs> right? It's, uh, you know, we sold masks. You figure out what are ways that you can connect with people. Um, so that's how the dance party got started. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, Mark, how was it growing up with uh, with a son with Down syndrome and uh, and having? You said you had two other siblings. We do. We have two older uh, boys, Patrick and Jamie. Did you ever did you ever think something like this would come? That John would fulfill uh, a big dream of his as a owner of a sock company? No, but. Um, It did take some adjustments for us. Uh, when, you're, when your child is born, everything is possible, right? Um, even if we're Met fans, you could imagine, you know, you have a male child, you could imagine that child could grow up to play center field for the Yankees, right? The, the chances of that happening are about as slim as me dating the Queen of England or something, right? It's, it's unlikely, but it's still possible. Right. Um, so some of the adjustment, when John was born, we did not know he was going to be born with Down syndrome. Um, and we had to wrap our minds around that. And, and even that was a little comical. Um, my wife, who was 37 at the time, um, her OB suggested that she get tested to see if she had a child with Down syndrome. And in those days, the only test was an amniocentesis, which was painful, risky, because you could lose the pregnancy, expensive, but not very accurate. Yeah. So she told the OB, no, and it wouldn't matter because she in fact had worked with people with Down syndrome one summer when she was younger. Um, I had had exposure. Um, the doctor said to her, well, you know, I think I want to talk to your husband about this. And I've often wondered, how did that doctor walk out of that room alive? Because I think my wife would like put his head through the wall or something. Right. So we didn't know. And John, you know, there's certain ironies John, our, our two older boys were both born at major medical centers. John was born at a community hospital and they didn't really know what to do. Um, and the reaction around us, um, like I say, we had to figure this out. I remember my mother-in-law who meant very well by this said, well, you know, someday maybe he could grow up to push a broom at a store. And I know she meant well, in fact, she worked for an agency that worked with people with disability. But it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Right? Because he could have grown up to play center field for the Yankees, and you're talking pushing a broom. And other people, a fairly common thing we heard was God only gives a burden to people that he knows can handle the burden. 
Well, first of all, this isn't a burden. This is my son, right? And it's a strange worldview. It imagines that God is like floating in a cloud and looking down and saying, huh, they see, things seem to be going okay for them. Let's see if you can handle this. Um, you know, but when he was born, the very first things that we were grappling with were health issues. Um, people born with Down syndrome are usually born with some significant health challenges. It's like a very old fashioned Chinese menu. You get everything in column A and you get to pick and choose column B, except you don't get to pick and choose. Right. So uh, John was born in the middle of the night or early Sunday morning, early the next morning, uh, we transferred him to a major medical center because he was one of 10% of people with Down syndrome who were born without a fully formed um, intestine. So on day three of his life, they did, you could call it intestinal bypass surgery. Um, we didn't know if he would survive. Um, brought a priest in to baptize him. My wife was uh, still at the other hospital because she was born with an emergency C-section. Um, you know, and that was tough. Um, he says he remembers, but you know, I was there reading to him, reading poems, telling him stories, yeah. singing songs. You know, he still has, uh, you know, I didn't know nursery rhymes. I knew Bob Dylan's song. So I'm singing a Bob Dylan song. Um, and John, like about 50% of people with Down syndrome uh, was born with a significant heart defect. He had two holes in his heart and a leaky valve. Um, so before he was three months old, he had open heart surgery. Um, and again, we didn't know. We didn't know if he could off the table. So those were big things to deal with. Right. But growing up, it's the same that you try, I think, with all three of our kids. You want to promote independence. You want to, you want your kids to feel safe and valued and loved and grow up with confidence and to put them in a position to go their own way. We're doing the same thing with John. Um, we figured out different things through different challenges. Um, but mainly, we're grateful because, John, you've been so patient with us as we caught up with him. Because uh, you could always do things, right? Um, pretty fortunate that we are. You're a great team. Not many people can have a father-son, a successful business, and do it so well. So very happy for both of you. Yeah. People are meant to do things, John, and you're doing what you should be doing. Seems about right, huh? I've seen same thing. You are uh, the sock tycoon. Yes, I am. <laughs> you are. Besides socks, John, and besides socks and dancing, what else makes you happy? I make me really happy. 
I, 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 I make me really happy. Uh, 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 I, I was with my dad at, at my partner. And it makes me really happy that, uh, that I work with my colleagues with, uh, 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 with, with their ability. You like creating jobs, huh? And creating jobs and, and, and their ability. And I, I'm really happy of who I am. Because I'm changed. In train of um I train of who of who oblivion myself. I it, it's amazing. You do a lot of fun things, right? You're like going to the movies, you're dancing, you got your shows, right? You got your special Olympics. Plus the business stuff, uh there's a lot of different things we get to do, right? This yeah. is pretty cool on this podcast. Yeah. You like to win the speaking engagements. And, I really do. And the travel that goes with it. And there's a lot of fun stuff. Huh? You pretty much, like you were going to say, you're going to open up a fun store. You're living a fun store. It seems that way. <laughs> so your first your first idea was a great idea. <laughs> uh, how proud are you of your son? Well, I, I have a funny time saying the word proud because that makes it seem like I had something to do with it. <laughs> I, I'm in awe and I'm learning all the time, right? There, People, I think they still wear them, used to wear these bracelets that were WWJD, what would Jesus do? Well, around here, it's like, okay, what would John do, right? Um, which is pretty cool, right? I do think he's caused trouble for some people, right? Because there he was, you know, early on, he's 20, turned 21, even that year, right? He turned 21 in 2017. And in our first year of business, we did over a million dollars in revenue. And so here are these people graduating from college and their home and not sure what they want to do. They don't have a job. And the parents are coming to them saying, the heck is your problem? This kid went out and making a million dollar business. Get off the couch. You know? <laughs> but that's okay, right, buddy? And it's good to share your stories too, because everyone always just sees the outside. And uh, to share like your inside stories is, is very important for people to see. Like John, you spread so much happiness. You're such a happy person, but people need to know about what goes into hard work, and, and it pays off as well. Well, taking the risk, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, it means you're willing to take a risk and put yourself out there. Right. It's not all easy. And, you know, we've definitely had our bumps. You know, there were times along the way, you know, at one point it looked like we were going to go out of business, you know, and, uh, but you keep finding a way, you know, and before, in the pre-interview, you know, we shared with you, if you look from the outside in our family, you'd say, oh, Down syndrome is kind of the major issue. Down syndrome is nothing. Um, both my wife and my middle son in particular have been uh, affected by pretty significant uh, depression. Um, Jamie particularly anxiety, which led to a drug issue. Um, that's hard. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and John, everybody walks around, you know, patting him on the back, and you burn that. Um, but I watch my middle son and my wife and what they've been able to achieve. 
mean, there have been some dark times and some really bad decisions, but they've been able to find a way and to persist. And, and that's really, that's really wonderful. That is teamwork. Just like you guys, you need teamwork. You need a group of uh, powerful people. Yeah. You know, uh, well, what are the two things you're always talking about? Right? I, I, I'm talking about all the time, gratitude and, and, and the process. And one thing I really like about, what? I crave for, uh, I'm, I crave for my family and my colleagues. Uh, uh, my colleague I, I work with, uh, I'm grateful for my, uh, for my health. Because it, it's wonderful life. Right. And to me, my, my wife and I just celebrated 40 years of marriage. Congrats. And, uh, you know, one of the realities is that um, families that have a child with a disability have a dramatically higher divorce rate than other families. And in general, families have suffered uh, trauma. And we've had a series of those. And, uh, you know, how fortunate to be able to hold on to each other and still be there, you know, and that makes sense of the world when a, a lot of times things don't make sense. Right. Uh, uh, my dad's saying that, uh, my dad's saying that, uh, and um, I think I think it's true to my my family, like just like my my mom and my brother Jamie, they are saving their their life because uh, I I love my I love my mom, I love my dad, I love my brothers. I, I know I know my family comes through because I more importantly love and life. Love and life, huh? Love and life <laughs> and living life, uh, uh, what you have. Okay, we're going to get back. One of the things we've made are uh, greeting cards, and it sounds like you're ready to make some more greeting cards. Yeah, you you, you're, you should be a motivational speaker, too. We got, I'm giving me goosebumps over here, John. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, what's, what's up with that? John, you told me some things you were grateful for. That's perfect. Uh, Mark, what are you grateful for? Well, I already mentioned one, and then that's my wife. Who, yep. uh, my bride makes sense of everything. Um, I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to do what we do. And as John, as you say, we're just getting started. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at my board over here of new things that we're doing and, and growing. Um, boy, we're, you know, so I'm grateful for those opportunities. And, I mean, I go on all the time, but I, I'm incredibly grateful for my boys. You know, I'm a lucky man with those three boys. Um, they don't meet tall buildings at a single bound. Um, but, you know, to watch them find their way in the world and, and figure things out, right? And, and then the close friends I have, I've gotten to meet a lot of people. And, you know, it's kind of like in the Facebook world, you got all these friends. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like this past weekend I spent with uh, friends that I first met in August 1972 when we went to high school together. Um, and, you know, those type of bonds, uh, that's, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate.
Yeah, friendship is uh, key. Good thing for social media, right? To stick with everybody and keep up with uh, what's going on. Yeah, you see the stuff and you connect and yeah. It's enabled me. I did something uh, recently. I was thinking about a moment in my life that um, had a lasting impact. Um, I, I went to Holy Cross College in Worcester, and uh, I don't know what the heck to make of what I was. I was a good student, but you know, I, I was out of my mind. It was a different day and age. It's the seventies, uh, right? Right. Um, and during my sophomore year, um, one of my professors, when he had freshman year, called me into his office, and he said you should apply for the honors program, which was this um, very select program and you got to write a thesis. And it was quite wonderful. And I'm looking at him like, who, who else is in the office here? You can't mean me. And my grades were okay and I did well, but you know, I was showing up in classes in my bathroom. Um, <laughs> I, I, was, I did all my school. In fact, I was taking extra classes, but I wasn't sleeping much. I was doing a lot of other things. Um, and and I did apply. I still thought, you know, I wasn't of the ilk to get in this program. And it will show you that I wasn't very smart because he was the head of the program. And he's telling me, you should apply. And I'm thinking, what chance do I have? But I got in that program. And it was a wonderful experience, both a learning experience, and what I got to learn and do and achieve. But a bunch of years later, I'm applying uh, to grad school. Um, I, I was working for a congressman. I wanted to get into public policy. I thought I'd go to law school. That's what people did. Yeah. But I got a thing in the mail from the Kennedy School of Government up at Harvard. I'm like, oh, this is what I'd like. And I took a flyer and I applied. And I got in. And that was a wonderful experience. And I served on the admissions committee there. And when I did that, I realized if I was not in that honors program at Holy Cross, I would not have gotten into the Kennedy School, which then opened all sorts of other doors in the rest of my life and career. And so recently I tracked that priest down and we sent him a box of socks and a thank you note. And I explained the impact he had on my life because he took, and who knows what possessed him to do it. I was not. That, like the warm and fuzzy, yo, oh, you want to be with this guy. Yeah. But he took the time to track me down and put that in my mind. And that little thing just altered the path of my life. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, things that are meant to happen are supposed to happen. And that just goes to show right there, like just little things that could happen. It's like the butterfly effect. Right. Uh, the the impact that you have on people and you don't know it. Yeah. You know, um, and so you have to, you got to appreciate that and then just keep doing more for others. Yeah. You know? uh, Pay it forward. Yeah. And, and John, fortunate are we to do that, right? Hey. John, you paid it forward very well and I commend you for it, my, my good friend. Now let's let's end with some fun here. Um, what I like to ask too is, what would your theme song be? So John, think that you're like walking out to an arena and they call your name and there's a song playing, a theme song for you. What song would we hear? 
upon this way, may Gaza become Alexa's throne. Uh, because Alexa's throne uh, is really fine. That's a that's a good jam. I like that one. That's a great jam. Do you like to dance to that one? Yeah, I do. That's a perfect. So you you come out dancing. There'll be a bunch of fireworks. You'd be throwing socks at people. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I picture. Mark, what what would yours be? Yeah, let's see. Maybe all of all in the Watchtower. Oh. Um, and depending on the mood, we could do the the intense acoustic Bob Dylan or the wild Jimmy <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> perfect perfect now john what's the website called where, where, where can they go to get some of these fabulous socks that you sent me yep so everyone listen out there be sure to go to johnscrazysocks.com be sure to help support a great business that's very personable because you don't find this with businesses anymore no you get the uh you know here's the thing you're going to get great socks yeah, straight up. But you get more than that, right? You get that package. You get a thank you note from John. You see that you're ha- enabling us to hire people with different abilities. You get the candy. You know we're giving back. Yep. It just makes you feel good. Yeah. And that's what our, our customers, we're very fortunate that very loyal customers. Um, right? Right. A lot of these companies have ulterior motives, and we know what we're getting with you with over at John's Crazy Socks. You, you give you give a little, and you you no wait, you get a little, and you give a lot. That's what I like about you guys. It's uh, you know, if you look at the two of us. John here has no guile, and I'm too old to care. This this is just <laughs> who we are, right? Right. <laughs> Guys, we're meant to do what you do. Now, John, Mark, thank you guys so much for chatting with me. I appreciate it, John. You're a busy, busy busy man and i thank you for taking the time to chat with me and i'm gonna check out one of your dance parties i gotta send you a shirt still so be on the look for that well we'll share a couple things one you go to the website and you can join the dance party the other thing we have going on right now is our first annual design a sock contest so the winner we're going to make the sock you design we're going to link it to a charity you get to pick the charity and you win a thousand dollars. No uh, way! I'm gonna have to share that. I'm gonna share that. Uh, right? You can participate yeah. in our design sock contest. What? Um, when is that due by? The deadline is August second. Perfect. I'm gonna get that out before this. Then we'll get Very somebody. Good. Someone's gonna. Someone's gonna get it. I can't wait to see what it is, and I'll probably end up buying them because I love crazy socks as well, John. But I'm not gonna take your idea. Tim's crazy socks doesn't sound sound good. I think I'm gonna stick with John's crazy socks. <laughs> Well, I thank you guys so much. This is such an honor. You guys are very busy. You've talked with so many different companies and celebrities and stuff. So I, I really appreciate you sitting down and chatting with me. And I, we love what you're doing, Tim. Thank it's you. Great podcast. Hey, thank you, John, so much. I love you guys so much. And nothing but the best. Socks, socks, and more socks. That's right. <laughs> See you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.